1: It's time for
0: Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 322 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's made a trade. It just came through. Uh, we, we've known that Andrew Chafin was going to be heading to Oakland. We didn't know what the return was. So uh, we just found out what the return is going to Chicago. So now I can talk about it and you know, record an episode and whatnot. So I'm talking about that deal here in the first segment. And then in the second and third segments, I talked to Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres getting us ready for this uh, this little quick two-game set against San Diego coming up this week. So uh, that's, that's the episode for you guys. But before I get into any of that, um, I had a little guest on yesterday's podcast. Wanted to plug that one more time. Tony Kemp was on the show. Uh, Rave reviews pouring in from all over the internet. And uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and give that one a listen because uh, I had a lot of fun. He's a great guy. And then also the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the Locked On MLB YouTube channel will be streaming the hot stove live. Two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's, uh, you know... 12 o'clock for us on the Pacific Coast. Uh, and also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. This podcast, not that one, this one. This one. Because uh, we're doing great things over here. Tony Kemp on the show. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at By Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And then also, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about this trade real quick. Andrew Chafin has been a very, very good reliever. He's a Lefty reliever, he's 31 years old, and uh, it feels like he is a nice piece for the A's to be adding right now. Uh, Is he all that they're going to be doing? I sure hope not, because there are still other holes, and that seems to be kind of the sentiment on Twitter. I asked everybody, "Hey, if with him on board, how are you feeling about the A's right now?" And everybody still wants a bat and a bullpen piece, and that uh, another bullpen piece, and that is, I think, where we're kind of standing right now. Is you, you? You want to make all of the upgrades. If you're going to go in, go all in. Make it. Go get the bat that you need. I don't care who it is, but get me a big bat that's going to be an impact bat in the rest of the season and also in October. Do that for me. And then also maybe somebody else that can close games. And No offense to Lou Trevino, but I like him more in like a seventh inning role as opposed to a ninth inning role. And I think that that would be or get a better group of guys as set up men. You got Andrew Chafin, who's been fantastic this season and I'll get into those numbers here in a second, but um, you got Sergio Romo. He's been pretty good. You got Lou Trevino. He's been pretty good. You got Andrew Chafin. Okay. Then you got Wendelkin. We'll see how he's doing. Uh, You got Yuzmero Petit. I haven't even mentioned Jake Diekman because he scares the crap out of me, but they've got the makings of a decent bullpen right now, and then if things get out of hand, you can throw in Diolos Guerra because you don't need to use him against lefties anymore, but you can if you want to. And then uh, Sam Mole is probably going to be the odd man out, is my assumption here, so I I assume that Sam Mole will be uh, removed from the roster once Andrew Chafin makes it to uh, San Diego to join the team. And once he's ready to be added to the roster, Sam Mole will most likely be the odd man out. Unless there's an injury that we don't know about. But it's got to be Sam Mole, is my is my assumption on that one. But let's talk about uh, Andrew Chafin's just stats and a little bit more about him. And then also the return that is being sent to Chicago in this deal. As I said before, Andrew Chafin, lefty pitcher, he's 31 years old. And these are also getting cash in this deal because of course they are. <laughs> and you know that that had to be a, a big part of this deal. So uh, I think that that's probably how, uh, the, the Cubs ended up getting Daniel Palencia or Palencia. It does not uh, specify on baseball reference, but I'm reading Palencia. Just because but there's no accent but that's what I'm reading uh, he's a hard-throwing 21 year old he's been in Stockton this year he's thrown 14 and a third innings pitched he has 14ks six walks allowed a 691 era and a 160 whip he's he's again 21 years old he's 511 160 and he throws a 100 mile per hour heater so uh he's he's a bit of a wild card if they can you know put him together he could be a very nice piece and they've the A's have been developing him as a starting point pitcher, limiting him to two or three innings per start, but uh, he could be a nice bullpen piece or maybe a closer of the future, but he's probably still another couple of years away at the very least. Um, And then also the A's, as I've been saying for a a while now on the podcast, they included Greg Dykeman in this deal. And I had a feeling, well, one, they have a lot of AAA outfield depth, uh, and they probably chose Luis Barrera over Greg Dykeman. That meant that Greg Dykeman was expendable and could be had in a trade. And the fact that Greg Dykeman was not called up, you know, when uh, Seth Brown was struggling or when Sky Bolt was struggling, that kind of said to me, hey, we don't want him to come up and struggle too because that might hurt his trade value when we, attempt to move him at the deadline so uh, that is why I assumed he wasn't brought up but uh, he is the A's number nine prospect on MLB pipeline he's not close to the top 100 or anything like that but he's a solid prospect he's uh, great defensively bats coming around a little bit how much of that is Las Vegas influenced Uh, we'll we'll find out once he starts playing for the Cubs but uh, yeah he's a he's a solid piece and the Cubs did a pretty decent job with this trade I gotta say Um, but then Coming back to the A's, you got Andrew Chafin. He has a 2.06 ERA on the season with a 2.67 FIP. So his defense has been helping him a little bit, but not too much. A 2.67 ERA. If that if that's what you get from it, uh, if the A's got a 2.67 ERA reliever, I'd still take that and be just fine with that. His WHIP is 0.8. 08- three nine which is fantastic i love everything about that he's thrown 39 and the third innings pitched he has 37 strikeouts which gives him a strikeout per nine of 8.5 which is you know slightly below one an inning but i'm again okay with that and his walks per nine you love guys that don't walk people especially from the left side because we've seen jake diegman for the last couple of years and he has a 2.7 walks per nine which i love uh the other thing that i love about Andrew Chafin 4.8 hits per nine so that I mean that you you could kind of assume that from the whip that I told you but those are great stats right there you gotta love that and the big thing for Andrew Chafin this season was from May 8th to July 24th so this just ended uh, he had allowed zero earned runs over 23 and a third innings pitched he walked five in that span and gave up nine hits that's nine hits over a couple of months that's that's really good i gotta say so uh i i'm enjoying this i like this move for the a's but um I, as you know people on twitter have said it can't be the only move and i don't think that it's going to be i i've been saying for since the offseason, this is the year that they have to push all of their chips in because they're going to be doing their sell-off before too long and it feels like this would be the year if they're going to go for it to actually go for it go get those pieces and the fact that they made this deal, and it's a not a insignificant deal, it's a pretty decent deal. He's a pretty decent reliever this season, and he's got another year control too. Um, the fact that they made this deal in particular on Monday with four more days, or three and a half days, I guess, until the actual trade deadline, that... That speaks a little bit of confidence into me. I, I think that that's a good thing because that gives them more time to make even bigger moves if they need to. And they moved uh, Greg Dykeman, who's you know a pretty solid prospect. But maybe if you're trading with the the Pittsburgh Pirates, who uh, they still have Richard Rodriguez, who has been a reliever that's been you know talked about ad nauseum, and uh, he was mentioned in rumors with the A's, where the A's have shown interest in Richard Rodriguez and that doesn't really mean anything because uh, everybody has shown interest in Richard Rod- Rodriguez. So are the are talks advancing? Because that could be that could be something. But uh, showing interest doesn't really mean a lot. And it doesn't necessarily mean to me that the A's are about to go get him. Um, I. If, if the deal falls into their lap, maybe, yeah, and maybe depending on what the Pittsburgh Pirates are looking for in return, the A's have some very talented guys in the lower minors, and I talked about a few of those guys with Jesse Goldberg Strassler of, uh, of Lansing Lugnuts fame, uh, the A's minor league affiliate, about some of the guys that could be on the move in a deal. So uh, if that was from a couple of weeks ago, if you want to know uh, some of those names, uh, go ahead and listen to that podcast, but um, it feels like the A's have enough talent to get some guys that are on shorter term contracts, whether or not they're rentals or they have another year of control left, that's to be seen. But... They've got some talent, and uh, we'll see if it's enough talent to compete with, you know, the Padres if they want the same guy, or the Dodgers, the Giants, or the Yankees if they, for some reason, want to <laughs> push their chips in too. Um, the Astros are going to be, you know, tough to compete against. And the Mariners, I don't know if they're going to be going after the same kinds of guys just because their timeline's a little bit different than teams like the A's and the Astros and some of the other ones that I just mentioned. So we'll see what happens. But the fact that this happened on Monday night makes me. Me feel pretty decent about the a's front office somehow finding ways to make these deals happen and uh you know really start pushing into the middle and we'll, we'll see what happens but i i'm a little bit more uh full of hope that that the season is not over yet Uh, After this deal, but the last couple of things before I send it over to uh, my talk with Javier Reyes, um, he has a mutual option for 2022, which I mentioned it's worth $5.25 million and has a $500,000 pay or buyout uh, if it is not picked up. So um, we'll see. If the A's pick that up, that's not that the A's have paid that much for relievers in the past. Uh, we'll see if that's something that they want to do in 2022. Uh, and if they're you know actually going to be trying to compete in 2022, that's another uh, it's a loaded question. And then uh, according to Matt Kawahara of the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, he has a little bit over $800,000 left on his deal for this year. But I ran the math and I think that it's close to seven fifty. dollars um, Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and so the cash that's involved. I assume that it's offsetting either that or some of the incentives that are baked into his contract, or something like that. So uh, we'll see, you know, what the actual money ends up being. But it's not insignificant. You got to think because the A's gave up some pretty decent talent for a you know a year and a half of Andrew Chafin, who's having his best season of his career. But he hasn't been a terrible reliever for much of his career either. So um, it, it's it's been good. And against lefties, he's got a 153 ERA with an 085 uh, whip. And against the righties, he's got a 249 ERA and an 083 whip. So he can, he can pitch against both. you love to see that. Uh, I'm... Very excited to see him in some green and gold. And go watch some Andrew Chafin videos because he has been amazing. Uh, he he just looks like a lot of fun, and he's going to fit right in with Sean Maniah and the rest of the goofy goofballs in the A's clubhouse. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys on the trade front. Coming up, I'm talking to Javier Reyes about this weekend series. You got pitching matchups. We talk about the trade deadline a little bit as well. So uh, stay locked in with Lockdown A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And by using rockauto.com, you can save time and money. Why choose? to spend 30, 50, or even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years, and rockauto.com prices are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Dot com all right today i am joined by the man of the hour you've seen him on tv you've seen him in your twitter feeds it is javier reyes host of locked on padres javi how are you doing man i am doing stupendous sir despite the fact that at the same
1: time this is like a stressful week uh, somehow my birthday is like totally in the background i'm like all right whatever i'll figure that out later but then like just all these plans and all these things and then you got the trade deadline and then we're playing the a's it's just very uh it's madness out here man it's madness but i, I couldn't be more happy to be uh covering it and talking with you it's been a while since we've done any sort of cross i feel like maybe off season was the last time we talked maybe yeah. I could be wrong about that. I'm trying to remember. We did the yeah, Marvel but it's, it's, thing.
0: And- oh, the Marvel thing. That's right. Yeah. With Division. Yeah, it's been a while.
1: <laughs> it's been a while. We've had three more like Marvel shows, basically, <laughs> that have uh, come out ever since the last time we talked. So I'm excited, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you wanted me to tell you happy birthday, you could have just like... you said it so directly and uh for people listening he just spit out his water into the camera and
1: (laughs) I mean yeah like it's it's one of those things where you know when you say it full way through something but then you just keep talking and then hoping that you just keep saying more words to distract from what you just said that's basically what I was doing I was like wait why did I say that why did I make it sound like I'm fishing for a birthday thing no no it's it's all good man it's it's yeah, it's, it's just a crazy time. Like I said, I'm hyperactive right now. Just the, the energy, the neurons are bouncing all over the
0: place. So if everybody could just take a minute and uh, sing happy birthday to Javi as, you know, this <laughs> podcast continues, I think that uh, he'd get that and feel really good. About the birth, his birthday's on Friday, which is also trade deadline day. So if you're tweeting about a trade that happens, you know, send Javi a tweet too. Uh, Javi, yeah. where, where can they find you on Twitter? I know that we usually do this at the end, but while, while we're talking about <laughs> birthdays and giving you well wishes, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh, at a Peno, that's J A V I I P E N O, all sorts of fun stuff. I, I tweet about baseball. I used to not tweet about baseball on my main account, I used to just tweet pop culture stuff, but Look, man, I'm as big of a sucker for just getting engagement as anybody else. And people apparently like it when I tweet about baseball. So, like, I do do that, too. Uh, And, yeah, Friday. The fact that there's a chance the Padres do some crazy – trade, and we'll talk about the trade deadline more. We'll save that. Uh, The fact that, like, I could just be celebrating or whatever and then hear that Preller did something is – is genuinely one of the better sports feelings out there. Like, it's really cool. I feel, I feel honored. And Billie Eilish drops her new album on my birthday too. Like, it's just, it's, it's good times, man. Good vibes and good times.
0: Ah, uh, you're, you're so young. You're like Billie Eilish. I don't, I don't get her. <laughs> that, that's my, I don't get her. <laughs> it, it's, it's more of a
1: just respect for the personality thing. Okay. And I like that it's just a new kind of pop star. I guess that's my thing. I'm not like the biggest fan. But I mean, it's just, I'm very happy that she decided to do this for my birthday. Like it's, it's, it's a very honorable thing. I'm really excited about it. You know, I was messaging her the other day and she was like, yeah, I just figured like we were thinking the 31st, but then we decided, you know, a friend of mine, you know, it's your birthday on Friday. So we should do that instead. So really proud
0: about that. I'm pretty sure that uh, the marketing department for Billie Eilish was uh, looking up famous people' birthdays, and they were like, "Oh, that's the one."
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. They were like, "They were like, oh yeah, yeah, the Padres guy. That's right. Yep, that's the one we got to hit for sure. Uh, July, one of the great months. I've always said that. Yeah." <laughs> uh,
0: just wait until, uh, oh, God. who, who's the Emma, the one from EZA?
1: Emma Stone.
0: Yeah, Emma Stone, who was oh, in bad. the Padres jersey. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's definitely going to release a movie for your birthday next year, mm-hmm. uh, once this thing blows up. Because you know that she watches local uh, Padres coverage on on uh, on TV, which is where you've performed uh, mm-hmm. or you know
1: talked. Yes, I guess. it's not, not- performed. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that she's seen me on TV before, which is so cool. I love Emma Stone so much. When, when that picture that daughter Ursula posted went up, you have to understand, I was so excited. She's been my favorite actress for a very long time. I love her movies. I've seen EZA like 57 times. I, I love her. And they're not great movies, but I still ride for the amazing Spider-Man movies between her and Garfield. I thought they were good. Uh, so I love, I love Emma Stone. That's great. And having her on our side is just a... Yet again, more reason why people should be, uh, of course, uh, be interested in the Padres. Maybe it could be their second team to the A's.
0: And it, she's like one of those young Hollywood starlets that is actually like very, very good and engaging. And uh, mm-hmm. I, she seems like a great person. So I, I enjoy mm-hmm. Emma Stone as a person and an actress. Have not seen Cruella yet because I'm not shelling out the money for that Disney+. Plus um i i did pay for a couple of other movies though so <laughs> yeah, i got gotcha, like gotcha. it when they're like hey yeah you know what uh luca's free i'm like i'll watch luca that's fine Dang. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly it's
1: like oh what the heck why not i mean fix all right
0: i'm like cruella i'm like yeah i can wait a few months on that one that's fine No, nope, no biggie but yeah black <laughs> widow we did buy because obviously marvel movies <laughs> yeah yeah
1: exactly exactly then i kind of watched that i was like Shh. I loved the, loved the first 45 minutes, but otherwise, yeah, this is whatever. But yeah. anyway, dude, let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's get into trade deadline stuff. Man. Yeah, let's rock and roll. Or not trade deadline, uh, that too, but uh, A's, Padres, our teams are playing each other uh, for two games set.
0: These are always fun, maybe. Um, I don't know how it's going to go because the A's have not been playing very well. Uh, they just lost three in a row to the Seattle Mariners, which they're a good team. But everybody feels like they're overperforming, and they won three one-run games, and that's not what you want. And it felt like the A's kind of gave those games away. Uh, Seattle won two of those on wild pitches, so that's Mm -hmm. not what you want on back-to-back days. And then Matt Chapman ran into an out at third base in the ninth inning when he could have just stayed at second and been in Mm -hmm. scoring position. So. Uh, not what you want, but the team's not doing very well offensively. So they're, they're pressing and you can kind of see that they're pressing and it's a little bit depressing and a little bit scary. So we'll see what they do at the trade outline. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but, um, how are the Padres looking coming in right now? You guys got Paddock and Snell coming up. How have they been performing? Cause, uh, from the outside, it sounds like they stink. And, uh, Uh, maybe (laughs) these are the, the pitchers that the A's want to face out of that Padre rotation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the guys that you want to face, especially with Snell, who has one of the worst road ERAs of, of any like top line starter I've seen in a while. Not not that he has a bad road ERA, it's that too. But it's the splits are insane. Uh, just everybody look it up. I think it went down because he had a good start at Miami uh, this past weekend, which is you know cool, but also like the Marlins aren't that good. But still, like it's he had like basically before this weekend his four away and then one point four at home. Like that's, I don't know. That's like a Coors field split. And I've never even seen like that, that bad of a split for Coors field. It's, it's been very odd how better he is at home versus away. And, you know, he's been one of the big disappointments of the whole team this year, really. I mean, I know that people might bring up guys like Hosmer. I know they might bring up guys like, I don't know, jerks Profar, but with what they traded for Blake Snell, and they actually did trade a decent amount. They didn't trade that much for you garbage. Let's be honest, but they they did trade a decent amount They gave him Luis Patino for Blake Snell. He really hasn't performed all that well, and it's definitely an eye test sort of thing too. I don't like going down that route of being like this guy looks mentally fragile or whatever. Like I don't know, man. Like we're all different. Just because you react a certain way doesn't mean he's like mentally fragile. It might just mean he that's how he is. He's a he's a little bit more boisterous or a little bit more visually, you know, has reactions to things. Mm-hmm. You don't know if a guy just because he's like has the stern face, is it inside his head losing his mind because he allowed two singles or whatever, right? So I don't like to go down that route totally. But in terms of just the eye test, you see his his curve, every, every off-speed thing that he throws this year. It's not that it's bad. It's just that guys are not chasing it nearly enough, and they're just waiting on the fastball. So it's really scary uh, seeing that this might be one of those guys that people might have figured out. And that's especially concerning considering that Transitioning over to the NL, in my opinion, the way I saw it was you get to face a pitcher every ninth at bat. It's guys he's never faced before, and you could argue that having the pitcher every ninth at bat means that the eighth hitter is a little bit easier to work around. And it's just been the total opposite, and he's been he's been he's been quite bad, bad. So it's not great for Blake style right now.
0: You made a huge case for him being terrible on the road, but this is in San Diego, so that does not make me feel any better whatsoever. So I see what <laughs> happened.
1: I see. So I'm looking at the schedule, and I see that the I was looking through the A's uh, point of view. And uh. the, oh, okay.
0: Big shout out to Javi Reyes for trying to make me feel better, but then also proving the exact opposite point that he was trying to make. I had to leave that in because I thought it was funny, but uh, I got to tell you guys about one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet Online, because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The trade deadline is right around the corner, and you can track all of the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball. Basketball, the NHL, the NFL, which is starting up in just a couple of months. And then you got all of your UFC or MMA action taken care of over there as well. And the trade deadline coming up. If you want to, if you think that uh, a team's about to go make some big moves, you can put some money down on them. If you like watching the Olympics, which are definitely happening right now, and you want to, put some money down on my new favorite event which is the, the 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 canoe slalom that thing is amazing i want to just throw random money at strangers in that event because that was so entertaining to watch so before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit out on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their teams for their runs in the playoffs Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked On. And that is why everybody says that Online are your online sportsbook experts. I'm going to send it back to Javi here in just one second, but uh, he had some mic difficulties here, so it's going to be cutting, and I also have like 40 more minutes of audio, and I'm going to try and trim it down to like 15 for you, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting, but we're going to have some good stuff, and uh, I- enjoy. We're talking about the series and also the trade deadline.
1: The other one to talk about, I guess, for Padres' uh, point of view is also Chris Paddock, who... You know, he was once the cowboy sheriff, Texas, tough edge. And even he himself, and I think to a degree and a healthy mindset was like, yeah, I don't want to go by that name anymore. I think I was setting myself up for a little bit too much there. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But, you know, he it's so funny because Paddock, he's very much like take those the two steps forward, one step backwards almost. That's what it's felt like this year, where there was a point basically like maybe middle of May. Where we were all like, wow, like he's not like an ace, certainly. He's not even maybe a one, two, three, but as a back of the rotation guy, he's pretty good and can give you some good spots and help you, you know, drive up that win total for the year. And a lot of that was due to um, the fact that the fastball wasn't getting crushed as much as it was last year. Um, it wasn't as straight. The vertical movement increased just a little bit. It wasn't as straight as it was last year. And the fact that he still has that great changeup that looks good and curveball, which was a pitch that was like more of just a gimmick for basically the first two seasons of his career he never threw it this year it's actually up to 11 percent, which is nice so he's kind of you know officially added like a third pitch not as much as you know some of the other guys who have three pitches this isn't like a joe musgrove thing where it's the the percentages that are the same but it's it's nice to see that and pitters aren't hitting well against the curveball by the way this year just to make sure to test it. yeah they're hitting 194 against it which is good so it's definitely like kind of a legit pitch but then Basically, after that middle stretch of May, he starts getting killed by some teams. And it looks like the paddock from last year. And now we're all like, oh, no, his ERA is above five now after being at like 4.2, 4.1, hovering around there. So that's really not good. And I think one of the bigger things with that is that the changeup is no longer the best changeup in the league. There was a period, probably two years, where the changeup was one of the best pitches in, in baseball in terms of changeups, at least, you know, obviously, before anyone yells at me about DeGrom's five pitches that are awesome or whatever, right? Um, but that's really the big problem with him is that he's – It's just the inconsistency. Everyone hits him hard. When they hit him, it's hard. Uh, you could just pull up his stat cast profile. Uh, he doesn't walk guys, which is cute. It's nice. Cute is such a patronizing word. I keep saying that. I don't know why I've been saying that word so much lately. I'm sorry, Chris Paddock, if you're listening. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that Paddock has just been one of those guys that I'm wondering where the team is on him. Because, yeah, he's got talent for sure. He still wants a top-level prospect. He had that great rookie year. But I'm wondering, you know, with with potential moves, are they seeing? What, what is his future on this team? I think this next stretch could be very interesting for him. Or do, do they move him to the bullpen? Is he a bullpen guy? Uh, does he have get the Drew Pomeranz treatment? Drew Pomeranz famously was a starter turned reliever. And he's become a, quite a good reliever, too. So maybe that's where they end up going with him. We have to see
0: drew pomeran's noted starter with the a's and then punched a water cooler and broke his hand and that was the end of uh of him with the a's. that
1: little experiment yeah <laughs> what are the
0: what are the needs right now for the san diego padres you guys just got adam frazier and a lot of a's fans are mad about that because uh, they wanted adam frazier and in looking <laughs> at his stats i've i'm like he's it feels like he's overperforming. He doesn't have a track record for to support him hitting like three forty four or whatever mm-hmm. he's hitting right now. But um, it feels like there might be a little bit of a regression. And a team like the Padres can take that bat. And if he's hitting like two eighty or two ninety, that's great. But the A's want the three forty guy. That's what they would need. They they need him to supplement their offense. Is basically what it is. So that's why, from my standpoint, I'm like, eh, I don't know if he's great because he's he's going to regress he has to regress because mm-hmm. i think the highest that he'd hit before is like 290 he's hitting 50 points above that and no changes have been made in any of his profile so mm-hmm. it feels like there's some bad luck and all that stuff in there but uh where are they going to be playing him and is it going to be first base is the wizard of haas actually going to be traded because how much <laughs> money is he owed that those are some of my questions and then we'll get into some other stuff too
1: Oh, man. The Haas. The Wizard of Haas. Um, Oh, my God. Where do I even begin? Look, I always make fun of when you get those reports that are like teams are interested in Max Scherzer. Teams are interested in Trevor Story. No, really. And then, you know, I have to admit, though, I fell for it today when I got a notification that was like Padres exploring trade options for Eric Hosmer. I got way too excited. And look, I think that what could happen is they might just sit Hosmer against lefties as of right now, if they don't move him, then it might just be a thing where they move Jake Cronenworth over to first base and have Frazier hit, you know, at second base. And then all of a sudden you have a infield full of literally all all stars, which is pretty rad. Um, yeah. And I like that. I do think I was actually just going to check out what you're saying about Adam Frazier. It is true. He's basically just a hits only guy. He's not a guy that's going to hit for a lot of power. He only has four home runs on the year. Um, but I, I do think that to a degree I think there's a nice floor with him. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, even if he's a two ninety guy, the rest of the way, I still trust him. I still trust his eye at the plate. He doesn't whiff at anything, which is really nice. Um, him and Jake Cronenworth. Actually, I saw a tweet that said like the, out of qualified batters, they are like in the top five for the lowest whiff rate in the league. So that, that presents a very interesting challenge for pitchers. I think, especially if they make a move for Gallo has been long rumored. If they do that, then all of a sudden it's like, that's weird. Imagine the lineup where it's, you're facing like two guys that, Won't whiff at at a pitch, but then you face a guy who will whiff at a pitch, but if he does make contact, it's going to the moon. So it's just like this very weird fun. And then you have Machado and Tatis who are are gods, of course. Right. I guess, I guess I feel like before we close things up, I feel like you want to talk about just like, I guess, independently of all this, just the trade deadline in general. What are you kind of excited to see? Do you have like a gun to your head? Like trade you definitely think is going to happen or do you think there's going to be any surprises or what have you what have you been hearing out and not just the oakland the oakland land oakland realm but just the general baseball i guess
0: uh I, i'm pretty sure that the blue jays are going to trade for a pitcher um mm. which one i have no idea i've been saying herman yeah. marquez but it doesn't sound like he's going to be moved he's 26. anywhere. Only good
1: pitcher they've had in, like, forever. I actually think that it's somewhat – believe it or not, it would actually be the rare smart move, I think, that the Rockies make if they kept him.
0: And he has, has like, three more years of control. I thought that he was a free agent at the end of the year. I'm like – or, you know, had, like, one year. I thought he was 30. I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, what is going on? So I was putting him on the Angels if, you know, they happen to be good and they're not, so – screw them, uh but the blue jays it they're going to get some sort of pitching whether that's max scherzer or if he actually gets traded or wherever wherever max scherzer wants to go is where he ends up um but yeah i think that the blue jays need to add some pitching which is not good for the a's because the, the blue jays are behind them in the wild card race too so that that seems like their easiest path to making it to the playoffs is catching the a's so the a's need to do some stuff and one thing that I'm a little bit worried about right now is uh, if if the Mariners go and make a move because they're in the same division and they're only a game and a half back of uh, the A's right now. If the Mariners went and made a move that helped them both this season and you know in the next two or three years, then maybe the A that could you know spur in the A's to actually start selling some pieces because uh, their window is closing. And then they got two teams to compete with as opposed to just the Astros and hoping for a wild card spot. So. We'll see, I guess. But what move do you think is going to happen?
1: I think that – I think the Dodgers – and I don't know if this is how trades work. I think the <laughs> Padres get somebody, but then I think the Dodgers respond to get Scherzer. It's oh. my greatest fear, but because the Dodgers are whack – Um, they're going to ruin the fun of whatever the Padres try to do similar to how they, you know, the Padres made all those improvements, but then they went outside Trevor Bauer, who I know, you know, that's, but that's the big thing though, is they don't have Bauer. They don't have Dustin May. Kershaw is, you know, not getting any younger, even though if he is good, um, and especially come postseason, we've all seen that he's not exactly the most trustworthy guy in the postseason, even if he has a great team behind him. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I really think that that's what it's going to happen. I honestly could see, like, I could see in my head, like, a Barrios to San Diego, but then Scherzer to L.A. Uh, I, I really do. I, it just feels right. I feel like Scherzer is the better pitcher for sure. Uh, but then the the control over Barrios might be one of the reasons the Padres gravitate towards him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I don't know for sure. I'm seeing all these funny, like, reports, like, the Yankees fans talking themselves into any Clint Frazier, Miguel, and Duhar combination that will get them, you know, Catel barte apparently they think is what they're going to get. But I actually think there's a good chance we see nothing from the Yankees. We see, like, them get a reliever. Like not even a reliever, just a guy. So they got Tim LaCastro the other day. Mm-hmm. They get like some small thing because they don't really have too much that they can do necessarily. And I think we just see the fans lose their minds. And I think we also see the Mets fans lose their minds after they only trade only trade for like Tyler Anderson and decide. You know what? I think we have six pretty good pitchers. Uh, We'll see if DeGrom comes back for postseason. If I were them, you just try and tread water and hope that he comes back by then. And then, you know, I know that's an awful situation. Awful situation to only have five good pitchers in New York. But I think that they hopefully try and make a move and maybe get Chris Bryant. I think that would actually be really helpful for them.
0: I think that what all I'm really rooting for is uh, Yankees fans to lose their minds. And that's that would make me happy, I think. That'd be nice. Also, if the Red Sox decided to fall apart, that'd be great. But they got Chris Hale coming back. So lovely. I don't think that it's going to so, happen.
1: It's going to be awesome, and it's going to make me sad because out of all the teams that have suffered setbacks uh, with their starting pitchers, whether it be Soroka or Syndergaard or Carrasco a little bit, all these guys, I guarantee you, like I've said before, there's no baseball guides. They do not police this league. This is a league that continually rewards the, the Rays for not ever spending money either. This is a team that – continues to let Boston, which has given us the worst type of fans in the world, they continue to let them be good (laughs) despite trading away, you know, bookie bets and all that stuff. Like they they just don't police the sport. They they gave us the Padres and maybe Shohei Otani, but otherwise they don't they don't police it. They're like, if you stink and you are awful congratulations you're going to win at this sport basketball polices itself a little bit yeah. basketball has the karma police come after you every now and then uh if you do some little chicanery or whatever they, they come after you i'm telling you the the basketball guys they get you baseball doesn't care so i think sale is going to come back and he's going to be better than this past two years that's my prediction maybe like a top 25 level starter i just think everything goes right for boston so but and i'm not happy to say that but uh we'll see what happens and i hope the white Sox trance them in the playoffs it's stupid i hate the red Sox so much yeah i do uh, i do they're the worst uh, i hate that the locked on hosts here are cool like why couldn't you guys stink too it'd be so much easier for me to also just, hate you guys just shout out on them all the James. time yeah. <laughs> yeah it would just be so much easier but they're cool and it's it's just the worst and shout out gabrielle star who used to host lock that red sox cool friend of both of ours uh, but unfortunately she's cool so locked on managed to find the only cool boston fans in the world so i guess that's a testament to their abilities but whatever Yeah, why
0: couldn't Bill Simmons host that podcast? Oh, there we
1: go. There Uh, we go. All right. On
0: that note, uh, this has been (laughs) Javier Reyes. Javi, where can they find you once again? And also wish this man a happy birthday on Friday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. Uh, you can find the Twitter page for the show Locked On Padres at L-O underscore Padres. All sorts of good stuff. Gonna be posting a little funny little video later, actually, on that account. Love tweeting from there. And then at Javi Peno is my personal account. J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Cool stuff on there as usual. And it's it's been a Blast, man! It did not disappoint our reunion on the podcast whatsoever. I'm very excited about this
0: one. We we joined forces and uh, we we made a podcast happen, so that was nice. We did indeed. We did indeed. All righty, man. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. A huge thank you to Javier Reyes for stopping by. Uh, we talked for like an hour ish. And uh, you guys got about 20 minutes of that conversation, so I apologize for the jump cuts. There were not many, many good uh, places to edit from there. And then he also, in the middle of it, decided to switch microphones. So if you noticed a more clear voice coming from him in the second half of that, uh, that was him. He switched microphones. I had nothing to do with that. And so audio quality. Yay! But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And uh, I tried to focus more on the Padres aspect to this, because you guys hear me talk about what I think about the A's. You don't need that when I'm doing a crossover uh, episode with, you know, a, a host from a different team. So I focused more on what he was thinking and what his thoughts are with the trade deadline and the Padres coming up and all that stuff. Um, also, since I started recording this, uh, the, the Mariners played a baseball game and they were down 7 to nothing against the Houston Astros. And then they won 11 to 8 because Dylan Moore hit a grand slam in the bottom of the eighth and uh that was a fun, fun game. Go Mariners, I think. And the only reason I say go Mariners is because I was watching the game and they made me feel feels. And uh, that that's usually how I indicate who I'm rooting for in a baseball game is who makes me feel good about them winning. And it was the Mariners in this one. And I know that they're only a game back of the Oakland A's right now, but I think that with the A's taking that dip in the San Diego Ocean and you know getting all the bad juice off of them, I think that they're going to be they're, they're, they're going to be hitting stride pretty quick, I, and you got the trade deadline coming up, so hopefully everything is addressed and everything goes extremely well, because this team has still has not hit their stride this season, and they're still in the playoff hunt, so watch out if everything starts clicking, because uh, these guys, they're still talented, it's just a matter of getting that talent to, uh, to, to where you need it to be, so... Uh, It's going to be very, very interesting. But before I let you guys go, NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. If you guys like basketball, this is definitely where you want to go for the NBA Draft because it's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bilt Bar. Get local experts analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube and watch our live coverage on july 29th at 7 p.m eastern that is in just a couple of days so set your calendars and then the next day you guys can watch all of you know all of the mlb hosts on locked on mlb and uh doing all the trade deadline discussion so that'll be a lot of fun also uh i had to make that bill simmons joke because uh I thought that was really funny. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow I'll be talking about Tuesday night's game, which will be a lot of fun. And uh, also, there was a little bit of a clip where uh, Javier Reyes uh, mispronounced Chris Bassett's name, and I made fun of him. So that's coming up uh, right before the outro music hits. But uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk to you tomorrow.
1: I had to go for some see All these guys, like I think it'd be interesting. But kind of yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, what's going on with your guys' rotation?
0: Did you just call Chris Bassett Chris Bassett? Yeah, I don't know what...
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm tired, man.